Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to have Tattooed Summer back here today. And we are here to talk about the food industry. You're going to hear from two yeah. people that are in and out of it, of what it's truly like to be in the food industry. And spoiler alert, it's not black box challenges. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You've escaped. I've never escaped it. I've been here my whole life. Yeah. Oh, I got out. Like I like I was literally like, this is a cult and I gotta go. <laughs> but I've had you say thank you for coming back here. Oh before we dive in, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Um my name is Alicia. I go by Tattooed Simmer on all my socials. Um, this is my real life. Uh, I am a kitchen manager for, for a living at a, a local restaurant in the town that I live in. Um, I, I've grown up in restaurants. My grandma owned a restaurant when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I started working for her when I was like 14 or 15. Um, and I've... I've stayed and I'm almost, I'm almost 30 now. So it's been a long time. I've been, <laughs> I've been in the industry for a very long time. I've never been able to escape. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, through COVID before COVID now, the whole thing. Yeah. I, so I worked in the food industry before COVID. What was it like throughout the pandemic? Was it awful? Um, it had, it had its own challenges. I think it's harder now mm -hmm. than it was before or during. Like, during COVID was, it was cool for me. Um, so my, my restaurant is open. It's an open kitchen. So people can look at me. Oh, okay. Ask questions, watch me cook, whatever they, whatever they want, right? Yeah. So that didn't exist, right? That part of it was gone for me. I just cooked food and it wasn't really anything different for me because I didn't interact with people, right? Yeah. Um, so like you have, I have to follow safety precautions all the time, mm -hmm. regardless of what disease the world has going on. Um, I didn't interact with people. That's what the, this disease happened to be. So like it didn't really affect my life that much it affected more the people in the front like we had to readjust you know how we did to go orders and um a lot of the, a lot of the systems that we used we had to readjust and like because I was part of management I had to be a part of that but like if you were just a cook in a restaurant like a lot of that wouldn't have affected you you would have just kept cooking food the way you cooked food it was more the people who have to like interact with customers that were affected by that um just because everything was was so crazy like we had to wear masks and things like that which was difficult uh because it's hot mm -hmm. but um but yeah it was it's it's harder now because I think now people were cooped up for so long that their expectations when they go places are so much higher because yeah. they weren't able to go anywhere for so long um and so if you don't meet those then it's just not they're not happy and they're not satisfied. People are, I feel like people aren't satisfied as easily. Mm. Um, and then there's also, it's not an industry that pays incredibly well. No. Um, for the work that you have to do. It's not, it's not an easy job. I mean, I stand for at least eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, and like right now when it's 90 degrees outside, it's 125 degrees or hotter, you know, for me. So it's not, 
it's not a job that people want to do understandably um some crazy some some crazy people like like me do uh, but uh but yeah it's hard to find people um and that's difficult and it's not like it's not a knock on people. I'm not one of those people that's like people don't want to work anymore. Like it's it's not that. It's Mm-mm. not an easy job that doesn't you know, you can't pay very well because how much are people willing to pay for a meal? You know, you can only charge so much for a hamburger, mm-hmm. so you can pay so much money for somebody to make it. Like that's kind of also what people don't understand. Oh, 100%. We were having this conversation. I was having this conversation last night with Rhea being like, people have this expectation of what food is like, they think food should be charged at, but they don't know how much time and effort and schooling and skill that goes in to cooking something or making something or even getting, let's say you want to make a burger. Well, are you getting a frozen patty? Are you making exit fresh meat? Because that's Mm -hmm. two, that's two very different prices. If it's fresh, is it local? And then you're at the mercy of local. And then it, it, it then goes down to, well, how many, how much cow meat do they have right now? Yeah. How, right. So like you're, there's so many factors that goes into it. They're like, why is my burger $30? Cause your fucking meat prices went up. Your bread costs went up and lettuce didn't, I think lettuce went up like 300% in the pandemic. Like it was ridiculous well, how expensive lettuce got. Yeah. So everything, and people don't understand that everything trickles down, right? So if you don't want to work in a field pick, picking vegetables, then how do the vegetables get to the restaurant to go play? Like, that's that's where the problem starts, right? That's why we're having a problem with sriracha, because they can't get people... Like, they had a bad season with the peppers, along with the fact they can't get people to pick them. Yeah. So there's no... Like, it's there's, there's problems like that. They can't get people to work in warehouses for foods, like, food warehouses. So... Um, that's why, like in the United States, for a long time during COVID, there was a huge issue, like a manufacturing issue and a distribution issue, um, mm-hmm. of like restaurants not being able to get the food that they needed because, um, there was no workers to be able to get it, or there were truck yeah. for us, it was truck drivers, so yeah, we rely, the- we rely really heavily on the states, right? So truck drivers couldn't come through if they weren't double vaccinated. Or anything like that, which I'm going to say on the record, y'all need to be vaccinated if you're going between country and country throughout a pandemic. Yeah, 100%. I, you have to. You have to do something. But the thing is, is that people were getting trapped at the border because it couldn't go through. And stuff was getting, like, stuff was, like, basically going to wilt in the back of these trucks. And mm-hmm. then by the time they got to us, it was wilting. And then they were losing profits. And then profits went up. Like, I mean, inflation was insane. Yeah. and it still is but you're right it's trickle effect it's like comes down right it comes down to if you're are, are there farmers being able to plant this how was the season was there a lot of water or was it raining was it dry did yeah. did, did a whole bunch of uh flies or pests destroy your crop and then that and then you have to get down to i need someone to pick these okay now now i have these all in place but I can't get a truck out here because there's a, there's a shortage supply and it's just like insane. And then something that I never had to deal with in the food industry. And I'm so happy about is I didn't have to deal with Uber eats, DoorDash, um, skip the dishes. We, we don't No, like see, and that's good. Like I understand like the fast food places, like, yeah, whatever. But if it's like a nicer restaurant, like that also de- deteriorates the quality of the food. It does. And people don't understand that people get at first, 
people were very angry. Um, people were very angry with us during the pandemic because we didn't like they kept coming to us being like, because we're like one of the most popular restaurants in town. People will stand outside for I've I've heard wait times of two and a half or three hours for a taco. Why? Why the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand. Whatever. People do it. Um, you pay me to live. It's fine. Yeah. So um, they, they're like, well, why don't you just do it on door? It's like, because the fees that we have to do for that, mm-hmm. like, and these people that are here, standing here to eat here, are waiting two and a half hours. If you put DoorDash orders on top of that, mm-hmm. we're never getting anywhere. Nope. It's, it's like literally not, it's not possible for us like if you want a to-go like we still allow people to do to-go orders and we still do now um but if you want one you have to call the restaurant and you have to come and get it yourself yes and and also provide accurate amount of notice too because that's something that always bothered me of oh can i get like 15 main entrees and can i get like six sides oh by the way i need in 20 minutes okay go like you need proper time to be able to make everything yeah, like we tell, I mean, they tell to-go orders at our restaurant all the time that's going to be like 25 minutes, even though it's usually less. Um, and then we have a system where like whenever we tell the we tell the front people when it's coming, they text the people. So by the time it's done, usually it's here. So um, it's it's never usually an issue. But then when we have a lot of people sitting and waiting in the restaurant and then we just get constant to go orders because people don't want to sit and wait anymore. Then we have to tell people, okay, it's 45 minutes now. You're gonna have to wait 45 minutes now. Like, and then they're like, why? And it's like, because, because if you come here to eat, you're the priority, not, not to go. Yeah. So to go like, is not the priority because to go, you're not, there's no a, a further chance of an upcharge. There's no more B you can't upsell alcohol or dessert you're they've already paid for their items they've already like to go yeah. and that's the beauty of customers inside oh like do you want to sir like oh do you want another one and most times be like yeah like let's do it like we're out it's a good time like let's go or yeah. take out it's like they've already done mm-hmm. what they needed to do from you and goodbye mm-hmm. uh, yeah okay. i have to i have to ask as, as someone who's worked in um I've worked in both front of house and back of house. Um, have you, have you, you've also worked obviously both front and back. Would you have a preference of which one you like better front or back? I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I hated being a fucking server. I hated being a server so much. Yeah. And I did a I, little bartending too. Cause I need, like, I just was a skill I wanted. I fucking hated bartending. Mm-mm. I probably bartend better um, than I can serve um it's just it's just the people to me that don't understand that like humans are making your food right yes humans make mistakes so like I have never been somewhere where I thought somebody like maliciously made a mistake like there's a mistake in my food I might I I think one time I maybe asked them to fix it I was like I ordered chicken not turkey which is like a thing to re-ask for, right? If you if yeah. I ask for tomatoes on my sandwich or off my sandwich and you bring it to me with tomatoes, I'll just take them off myself. Like, I'm not going to make you remake the whole sandwich. Yeah. Um, that's just me. But um, I just couldn't put a smile on like that. Like, I, my grandma made me do it when I was younger just so I knew. Yeah. You know, 
would like to be a server, but then I chose, I've since chosen not to, not, <laughs> not to do, I haven't done it in many years. I did it, um, when I was in high school for my internship, like I had okay. to do at the restaurant that I work at. Um, so like, I know how to run RPOS system and stuff like that at the restaurant that I work at, but I don't do it ever. <laughs> no, like, I don't, I, I would never want to go back. The only like way I would want to go back and be a server if it was like at a fun, cool little niche place that had like, like very niche things that like, like you wanted to come here. You weren't just like this. You weren't like Joe Blow off the street. Um, mm-hmm. the, the reason I like to ask is I have a hard time trusting anybody who's never worked in the food industry because that's literally our war stories. Like we mm-hmm. we didn't go to war. We worked in the food industry. And it's like, were you in the back of house? Were you in the were you in the front of house? Were you a bartender? Were you a bar back? Were you a busboy? Like, were you a dishwasher? Like it's just like it's stuff like that. Like I'll I I can sit and people will be like, oh, I've seen a lot of shit in my life. Yeah. Well, right. the, I've been at the place I work at for, I think it'll be seven years in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, so that that's a while. Like, oh, I've for, seen so many people. Um, for, for the food industry, that's like 50 years at one place. It's a long time. I've, it's been a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I started there when I was 21. Um, and I was the only female that worked there mm. that, I mean, it's a very male dominated industry anyways. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. But so I was, I was working at a restaurant that was like on campus on my university. Okay. Um, but I was just irritated because like, it's, you know, you're paid by the state. So you only had like certain opportunities to like get raises. And like, I was only making like $8 and 60 cents. Like it was just not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And a girl who worked the front of house there, her husband, um, was one of the managers at the restaurant that I work at. So I was like, do they need help over here? Cause I'm over it over here. I had already been at that place for like two years or something like that yeah um and she was like she was like yeah you can go you can go talk to him whatever so I went over there and talked to him I came in as like the only female with I mean there might have been some people in there that were like 19 or 20 but I was like one of the youngest um and I was a woman and I was not taken seriously at all um and then um I think my first day I had to do dishes which is usually kind of what happens um in the back so I did the dishes and everyone was like oh you actually know how to do this and people think doing the dishes is easy well Mm-mm. it is it can be and it cannot be it depends on how busy you are yep. so the rest I work for is like super unique it's two different concepts in one yeah one side is like hamburgers french fries that sort of style food and then we have like our dish room prep room in the middle and then the other side is like street tacos mm-hmm. uh, like a whole different restaurant like you can't order stuff from one side on the other side it's like two separate yeah, it's two yeah church and yeah. state yeah yeah so um we just prep food for like 
for both sides. So you're washing dishes for two different restaurants. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and you have to separate some of them and whatever. So it's not an easy job. And I went back there and I did it and I didn't need anybody's help. And I got done at an appropriate time. People were like, oh, you actually don't mess around. And I was like, no. And then they let me cook pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't really like once I've once I learned what the menu was, which was like a couple days, then it wasn't hard for me to do that either because I've been doing it for so many years already. Yeah. But that constant like having to prove that I was, you know, even though I'm a 21 year old female, I can still mm-hmm. do the same thing that that you guys do. Yep. Um, but still, I wasn't. I mean, I went through school. Um, I went to school for hospitality, not like culinary school. Yep. Um, so I went through school for hospitality. And then when I graduated, um, they made me a manager. And the boss that I had there at the time had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't get along. And at one point, I just like walked out. I said, I'm not, not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be here and be in charge of all these people as a 21 year old when you're just doing God knows what all like, you're never here. You're what are you getting paid salary to never be here for? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the dude who was kind of like under him at one point, he asked me, he was like, what would it take to get you to come back? And I was like, it would take him to leave. And at that point in time, he was like, a sh- he like owned shares of the company. So like to get him to be bought out was going to be like a whole Mm -hmm. um and then it was like I don't know maybe a year maybe less um when they bought his shares and like parted ways with him because it just like it just like wasn't working out and then I eventually like went back to work there and like I started out as a cook again but like got my position back eventually um but but yeah since then it's been fine but but it's it's not it's not an easy industry to work in, especially as women. Like Mm -hmm. you you just don't like people don't care. They definitely don't care. Um, So the first restaurant I ever worked in was a fine dining restaurant called Pazzles in Stratford. I go back to Pazzles all the time. Every time I'm in Stratford, just to say like, this is like, this is where like my first ever restaurant was. Mm -hmm. Um, So because like you're a culinary kid, like they basically, they get dispersed and like go around all the, the, culinary restaurants in the area because it's partnership programs right and Mm -hmm. I remember being like the the guy came up to me he's like just because you just graduated culinary school doesn't mean you know shit you know nothing you're gonna wash dishes and I was like well no shit I'm gonna wash fucking dishes it's like my first goddamn day and I remember um the guy I, I was like so I was I was washing and you know organizing and the fucking dudes kept putting knives in the sink I was like hey stop putting knives in the sink i can't fucking see there's knives in here and these knives are sharp yeah um i i think i don't know if you i don't think you can see the scar somebody put a knife up really high on um at the top of something it was like on a plate then and i grabbed the plate and the knife came down and like cut me right here and i tell people that the story they're like that's impossible i'm like if this is a meat cutting knife that cuts through bone and it falls at a trajectory. Yeah, it's pretty possible that I had to go get stitches along here because the knife fell. 
Or like, um, I have to, I yell at people all the time when they like unscrew cans. Oh the, my God. Yep. And the trash can. I was like, I've seen someone slice their leg, like almost in half, taking the trash out. Yep. Because you didn't put the lid back in the can. Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. I, oh. And, and it's just not, and people are like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, no, okay. No, well, no, it- cut your leg on the thing. And then you tell me it's not a big deal. And workers' comp is not paying for it. Like, oh, sorry. I just, well, oh, I not that it's happened. It's happened to me that it's not cut through my pants, but it's like, like it's cut through my pants, but not to my leg. Of like, I didn't realize it because I, I would, mm-hmm. oh, they always gave me garbage duty. Like, fuck off. I'm like five feet tall, and there'd be like twenty yeah. fucking giant bags of garbage to throw out, and they'd be like, come on, come on, Jen, earn your spot. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd be like dragging shit out, and they'd be like. Can't, and I'd be like having because you have to wear your your industrial thick pants right and I was like the fuck is the breeze I'm feeling on my leg and I looked down and it's it had gone through my pants and I was like oh my god and I walked back in and I'm like dude like there's a fucking can like can we not like can we practice yeah. safety like I I've had like I've had a third degree burn right here oh I had a deep fryer basket touch my my hand Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, con- it's constant. It's hard. I have. I remember somebody talking about, like, manicures, and I was like, I've, yeah. I don't. Get them. No. I said, what's, what's the point? There's just no, it's like, you should really see my hands. It's really bad. I could not be a hand model. It's nasty. No. I was going to say, what's, uh, chef to, chef to, chef to chef. What do you do for your calluses on your fingers? Because I just let them go. Like my knife yeah. calluses from cutting. Oh my God. Especially mm. in the winter when it gets really dry here they hurt my hands hurt yeah I um I don't one time I don't remember we have a salamander right and so I'll just uh we'll put plates up there to melt the cheese and I'll just take the plates and I'll put it like I'll drag them out and I'll put it on the other plate and the waitresses barely carry the plate underneath of it because they think that's hot and they're like how do you pull the plates out of there at one point I held my hand up and I said touch my fingertips yeah and they said oh my god your hands are so rough I said yeah that they're just yeah. I don't feel anything anymore it's just that's oh. weird because I flip tortillas on the on the flat top just with my hands I don't I don't they're they're bad yeah because they're so calloused and so burned I'm yeah. convinced that like I don't have fingertips like I don't have fingerprints anymore <laughs> I'm pretty confident in that that like if you if chefs want to commit a crime, we easily can because we have no fingerprints. I'll just like grab something like out of the toaster oven without oven mitts. And Jason's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "It's fine." He touches like, "Oh, it's hot," and I'm like, "Is it?" One time it was my <laughs> best friend's wedding. I woke up so hungover. Yeah. And I, I went to the Keurig and I was just standing there like just a vulture, ready for someone else's to be done, so I could start my coffee. And as soon as it stopped, I opened it up, took the thing out, threw it in the trash, and started mine. And the lady was like, that's probably hot. And I said, for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just so hungover. I was like, please, I just need, just, I just need coffee. Please don't talk to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think, okay, so, especially in the, like, the industry, like, in the cooking industry, like, I am not a caffeine person, but I had a hard time staying awake for long periods of day, like, the time. Also, something that's not really talked about in the food industry is substance abuse. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're either drug you're you're a functioning alcoholic, or you're a functioning drug addict. 
I don't know yeah. how many times I I would have the management team doing lines of cocaine between um, shifts of being like, okay, like let's go, like we're good to go for the rest of the day. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ, like it's a huge eye opener to see that to expect a human to work 15, 16, 17 hour days, like you have to have some form of a substance to get you through. And mm-hmm. a lot of like, I worked with a chef once, I won't say the name because that's, that's not the name game, but he would have a flask in his, his pocket. So you'd have a tiny flask um, and his uh, thermometer. And like, when no one was looking, he would just like flow out his flask. And he would like, he would notoriously keep filling up his whiskey, uh, his flask with whiskey like all night long. Um, and- it's, and, and, and it can get, I worked, okay. So in the yeah. break that I, um, in between when I wasn't at my job, I yeah. was at a, a breakfast restaurant. Keep that in mind. We're open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 3 or whatever. Yeah. Um, the man who owned that, when I started there, had gotten sober, had been sober for a minute. I don't know what happened when the relapse happened, mm-hmm. but after that, it was like the monster can't. Like I had heard, I had heard about what he was like, but then when I started there, it wasn't like that. Yeah. And then when the relapse happened, that's when it started again. And I was working there and at a liquor store. So I would literally leave my job working there. And then I would go stand at a liquor store. I didn't have time to eat. Like I would take my food from my job, eat it to my other job, and then, you know, go home and sleep and do it again the next day. So um, it was like a super busy day. And, um, I had already, like, I'd made my food. I had paid for it. And so I'm walking out the door with a box, like, 10 or 15 minutes after my shift was supposed to end. And I had to leave because I had to go to my next job. And he comes out the door, like, screaming at me. And he was like, what are you doing just taking food? I was like, I paid for this. You can go look at the receipts. Yeah. Like, well, we still have stuff to clean up. I was like, I've been here for 15 minutes past what I'm supposed to be. And Caleb knows, like, our kitchen manager knows that I have another job. Like, I would stay if I didn't have somewhere else to be. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I have to go somewhere else. And then he just, like, kept yelling. And then he just, like, kept going the next day. And I was like, dude, no. Like, I'm not dealing with this. And then so I just, like, quit there and I picked up more hours at the liquor store. Um, and then it was maybe a year or so later that mm-hmm. he passed away of a heart attack. Yep. And um, you know, I still go to that restaurant all the time. It's the best breakfast restaurant in town. It's amazing. Uh his wife after that sold it to um basically her right hand woman. Yeah. Um, and her husband. Uh they're the ones that own it now. And she was like always such a nice one. Like I loved her. She was amazing. Um but you know, the day that he passed, I heard that he had gone through an entire 750 bottle of Jameson yep. before noon. Yep. Oh, 100%. Uh, being a pastry chef, you got to start at the fucking crack of ass. I would have my, my chef wasted by 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was common. I, I, I'd be shocked if he actually made it to 9 a.m. sober. And it, it's just... It's just, it's really sad because um, a lot of people are like, oh, like, I don't understand how chefs will kill themselves if they lose a Michelin star. The restaurant is their life. 
the restaurant mm-hmm. is everything to them. And that's what I tell everybody. If you want to get into the food industry, I want you to watch the menu. It's on Disney+. Plus. Holy shit, this is what it's like to be in the food industry. It's awful to an extent of if you want to make money, you have to you have to basically serve to the rich only. And by then they don't the rich don't actually give a shit what they're eating because it's just oh it's like food i recommend everybody watch the menu on disney plus i've seen it like 20 times also the cheeseburger they make at the end of it is phenomenal i make that cheeseburger all the time now because it's a classic way to make cheeseburgers um but yeah it's i've had a very good and bad experience i had more of the good side when i was doing it for myself at like a home bakery Versus an industrial bakery where you're expected long hours, no creativity. There's no, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Um, if I'm, I if I have to make 600 cupcakes today, I got to make 600 cupcakes and there's 600 strawberries. I can't do. Oh, can we do six and strawberry creams and some Oreos and oh, like oh, I have like this like strawberry. What like a strawberry chocolate cheesecake? They're like it's a strawberry cream. Fucking follow orders and go. Um, you yeah. also have to have the thickest of skins. Mm-hmm. Like at work, they have things I'm sensitive. I'm like, I've been in the food industry for a long time and I'm a content creator. You're going to have to throw a lot more around before I'm like, oh my God, like I'm offended. Well, it's funny too. I like tell people in the Sims, everyone in the Sims community is like, you're so nice. You're so sweet. You're so nice. I'm like, okay, guys, listen. Um, So the, the, the job that I have for real, I've had for, I've had for a very long time and like you said, everyone everyone has their poison, right? So you pick one. Um, and I used to have like a huge problem with alcohol. Like I remember that I would like, I would get off work, go home, change in like half an hour, come back. And it was like, I would have to do my like all day's worth of drinking in like the two hours I had. So I would drink like mm-hmm. five mixed drinks and probably have five or seven shots in two hours. Yep. And then like go home and continue until you know five o'clock in the morning and then I would sleep all day and go back to work at night you know now I still I still have the same schedule I still work from 3 p.m until midnight um but I have a son so I can't I could drink all day (laughs) some people might but I don't um Mm. but my my vice is the sims you know like that's that's what that's what I come home and do and it's like I I come home and I sit and I do that and it's quiet and that that's why I'm a different person on the internet than like because I I can't I can't be yelling I can't be yelling all day like that's exhausting so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just like that's why I'm a different person online is because it's just I spend my whole day trying to hurt people or not yelling at people but you just have to yell because it's so loud all the time um that is just like I just need something to you know so and I had to figure myself out a lot too in order to to stay there you know like mm-hmm. there there were points where I left and um I got out but like I know that I'm not somebody who gets easily addicted to things like my best friend in the whole world um grew up in foster care and her parents are and were very had a very addictive tendencies and she does also like she cannot 
have more than one drink when we go out. Like Mm -hmm. when, when she turned 21, it got to be a huge problem. And then after that, she told me like, I can only have one drink when we go out. It's like, okay, cool. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was like, if she feels more than the buzz, then she can't stop it. Right. So I've, I've never been like that. And there was just like, when it was like, when I had my son, I was just like, you know what? I can't. Yeah. I'm almost 30. Like I can't, <laughs> I'm too old. I can't live like this anymore. It's exhausting. Um, but still it's such a hard job that I have to have some sort of vice. So I just choose a healthier one. Like I'm still addicted to the Sims. It's just not, <laughs> it's, it's just not, not a negative. Uh, right. Oh, a hundred percent. That was, that was something I had to I knew being a former addict that I couldn't be in that situation of being around um, drugs and alcohol that much. I mean, alcohol was not always the problem, but drugs, especially Mm -hmm. the drugs that I would like to take. If you're offered. If if they're offered. um, I almost relapsed once in my 20s. It was my 23rd birthday. Um, I just I said no because I'm not that person anymore and I just left my birthday party because mm-hmm. I was like I'm not a drug addict like I've been now sober for five years it will be 12 years in one month today that I've been sober of hard drugs so yeah. it's a huge thing of being like oh okay like this is just openly accepted of being okay of being under the influence while you're cooking and I tell people that they're like that you're making that up I'm like no 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 um I have to ask um have you ever cried in the freezer because I have um we okay we don't have in our place we don't have like a huge walk-in freezer we have a fridge um or like uh we have like a beer cooler in the fridge which is like way back in the back a lot of people go back there um that's that's like the crying fridge is like the beer cooler yeah oh fuck yeah yeah um i had somebody ask you they're like hey jen what are uh what are walk-in freezers for at restaurants i was like having sex and crying those are your two (laughs) oh and drugs that too your three options (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, if you you ever see somebody go into a walk-in and shut the door don't go in there yeah don't go in there in there and they leave the door open that means they're going to get something and they'll be right back out if they go in there and they shut the door just don't go in there okay has anyone ever had sex in your deep re- uh, your like anywhere at oh, work yeah yeah it was, it was before it was well it was before, we had a lot more problems before i started working there. i started when the problems were like winding down yeah um <laughs> they've kind of gotten under control now and i don't know how or why maybe the owners were younger at the time too I don't, I don't really know, but, um, but the first, so I started at my restaurant and this was like right before I started this, somebody got fired for drinking after hours and then they got caught by the police. Like mm. somebody was walking and they were all downstairs drinking. Like it was craziness, but I started like the end of October and then like the end of November, we had a Christmas party. Um, at a bar that the owner also owned yeah and um after that we were no longer allowed to have christmas parties there um because somebody like at one point somebody just like threw up all over the table downstairs 
Um, somebody just like peed all over the bathroom upstairs. Somebody got into a fight and like somebody's girlfriend got in the way and she got punched in the face. One of the other owners was so hammered. He found out that I was the girl that lived on his street with the corgi. Like he also has corgis and he kissed me on the mouth. And then his wife just stared at him like, what are you doing? It was just a total shit show. And then the next Christmas party, um, my boss that I have now, um, the girl he was seeing at the time, they had just broken up and she brought a new boyfriend to the Christmas party. And I had to stop him from punching that dude in the face. And um, my husband now wasn't my husband at the, I mean, we weren't even dating at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. He was there with his girlfriend who I hated because she was trash. And uh, I was just like, not about it either. It's just, it's just, there's just, like that's why people make television shows about it because it's yes. just a nonstop storm um, of drama. Oh, a hundred percent. That's why I originally like Sir because I was like, this is real. Everybody's sleeping with everybody. Everybody's fighting with everybody, and so there's always a fight. And some dude has a shirt off at the end of a fucking party, wanting to punch somebody. Like it's it is so toxic. It's insane, but it's drama fueled. Like that's all it is. It's yeah. just like oh my god. That's why I, the- I think now maybe at my restaurant it's better because all of us are still there and we're old now. So like we yeah. started, we were you know in our twenties at the time. Um, but like of our kitchen managers there's five of us um and all but one of us has been there the entire time I've been there if not long like my husband's been there a little bit longer than me another dude's been there like three or four years longer than so it's we've all been there for like six years um two of the front of house managers started around the same time I did so they've been there for like five or six years so we've all gotten to a point where we're just like we're done <laughs> like we're you guys like the the younger ones who like mm-hmm. rotate out where, like y'all can interact with each other and be about that life and the drama but we're too old for that now like <laughs> we but can't I think, do it. I, think that's, I think that's true though because like in a restaurant you have your clicks the people that have seen like fucking warren back and are like okay like like you have your ride or dies when you work in the food industry and they will make or break you if you if you are not working with your ride and die and it's a fucking shitty saturday night everyone's called in sick it's a full house and you're just like i want to die and you just look over your ride and die you're like we're gonna do this together right we're gonna sink or swim like that makes or breaks a shift is your ride yeah that's like it was a it was a friday night um we don't have that many people right now because we have students a lot because i live in a college town yeah um so it was just me and my husband yesterday. That was oh. it. Usually we have like three or four people, but it was just it was just me and my husband on one of the sides. Um, oh yeah, we didn't take a break the entire time because we were like, no, we're not interrupting this. <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're just gonna do it. Um, and so so yeah, there's like it's like my husband and then like the one other guy who was the one that taught me how mm. to do everything. Like the only two people that I can like do that with really. Or it's a total shit show. <laughs> oh my god! I literally I couldn't. I I'm convinced. Like I said at the top of this, the food industry is a cult. Okay, once you're in, you're in. Like you, like you, because then they'll anyone will hire you. You're like, oh, you work here, mm-hmm. here, 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 and here, perfect. Like you, you usually stay in, 
I got out. I don't think I would, I don't think I'd ever go back unless it was like my own place. Right. Like if, I, if I won the lottery, I would open, okay, this is what I actually, I would open up a movie theater, like a small independent movie theater. And then I would sell like popcorn, but I would also sell like baked goods and sandwiches and stuff at the same time. I would say that's, that's not like the perfect niche, but to me, that's perfect of like, yeah, eat a movie, eat a, have a grilled cheese sandwich and a cupcake or something like on the lines of that. Like that is like for like something I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't just go back to like pick a fucking restaurant here and go make scones every day for a living or go make cup go make six seven hundred cupcakes for a living. Like I just I. I'm too fucking old to be standing for like nine to 10 hours anymore of just being like, uh, or like, I like, I get sick quite frequent. I, unfortunately, I, I feel like, is there cold going around? This girl's got it. And I don't, I hate it. Just like, I gotta wear masks. I gotta, I feel like garbage. Can I just like, I like the option of working from home if I have to. Yeah. I'm, I'm greedy. I absolutely love it. I love being able to work from home. And that's why I'm like, I could never go back and just deal with the bullshit of young staff being like oh my god like somebody once told me they couldn't come into work because stacy stole her crop top and she was going to justin's house after and that was her that was his favorite crop top and she was hoping that he would finally sleep with her if he wore it she wore it so she couldn't come to work like it's just bullshit like that i'm like we had to do just not come in because he wasn't in the headspace to be around other people yep okay well then this isn't the job for you like it's i understand that concept right i'm not saying valid point um but it's not what's going on here right now right now and i think i'm worse like i tell people all the time i'm like i'm not the person to complain about because i did this until like three weeks before i had my son yeah. So I worked on my feet for nine or ten hours, and I called out sick one time. Yeah, with my son one time. So I don't really give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, I don't. Like, like I would like, make a nurse because I'd be like, "What's your what's your issue? I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I'm like, mm, no, like come in, figure it out, or like, yeah, like I like I just can't I'd be like, okay, awesome. Do not be in the food industry. You like you need to be here. Like, like, unfortunately, that's what it is. Like, like, you know, like, like for like, if I, if I didn't go to work on Monday, the place would run without me. But mm-hmm. in the kitchen, if you have a small kitchen and you're down like two people, your kitchen's not going to run. Like it's, you're going to run into problems. Yeah. They joke with me. Um, so like we ran into, because of COVID, we ran into a manufacturing issue with um, a Melba sauce that we would order for um this raz salsa that we put in a bean dip which is like our signature dish that's what mm-hmm. we sell the most of it's what we, we literally joke about is what pays our salaries right yeah. so couldn't do that the lady who came up with the concept for the restaurant she's like an owner but she's silent like you rarely see her um she made it from scratch and then taught me how to do it mm-hmm. and i'm the only one that knows how to do it so I had to do it for months, like six months or something like that until we like got to work with the distribution company like locally to like do the recipe and like for them to manufacture it and send it to us. Well, they haven't been keeping up with the schedule. 
So sometimes I still have to do it. I'm the only one that knows how to do it, right? So I'm like, you guys, it's like, this is cool. I got a job security. You guys literally can't fire me because then nobody, I mean, you could, you would have to teach somebody else how to do it, but you're not going to. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that that is the beauty of job security of like being the one person. It's like at the bakery I worked at the longest, which was called the bird's nest. I was their airbrush technician for cakes. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific niche and I'm really good at yeah. airbrushing. Oh, that's pure job security right there. I may air, I may have airbrushed like one cake a week and that would be a stretch at that, but no one else knew how to use the airbrush gun. No yeah. one knew how to clean it. Nobody knew how to like, you know, like, oh, let's go multiple colors or no one knew how to put glitter through it correctly without it being clogged. Like yeah. I, it's, it's like the knowing this, it's, it's holding the knowledge pen. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. And it's the best, best, best job security. Yeah. Well, uh, before we wrap up, I got a couple more questions. What advice would you give anybody who wants to join the circus? <laughs> the circus. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I just feel like you have to, you can't, you have to be able to say no to people. Because if you can't say no to people, then it's just, and I had like that was my that was my biggest problem at first. Like I would just I was like, you want to go here? Yeah. You want to go here? Yeah. You want to go here? Yeah. And then like going through school, that didn't. I mean, I finished, <laughs> but like it, I I didn't do that well because um, I didn't really care. And I like I'm my that was my that was my focus was spending time with people because I thought like and you think those people are cool like you can get anything you want like have lots of fun like live this super cool fun party life and then like it is fun for a period of time um but like if you know that you're someone who can't be around something like that then it's just not it's just not the place for you because it'll always be around so if you can't if you can't stop yourself from interacting with drugs and alcohol or um even just like sexual things of that nature to be perfectly honest with you like it's just not it's just not going to be a healthy place for you like you know it it wasn't a healthy place for me for a time and like I went to therapy to figure out more of like my issues and what um what was like triggering for me and mm-hmm. so I'm able to stay there like I make I make good money um at the place I am and I work for a local place like they're super nice they do more than most American jobs do when I went on maternity leave, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I get to be creative. I get to come up with specials and things like that. So like, I do have perks to the job. Um, sometimes you don't get that. And I've had to, you know, work my way up for a long time. That's, that's another shitty part of it is it's just, you've mm-hmm. got to be willing to like work at something. Um, like you're not, you're not gonna be able to go anywhere and have somebody be like, oh, you did this back in here? Like, cool. Everyone's gonna be like, no, we don't care. Like, yeah. we, we don't care. You're you're here now and you're gonna do this. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 having a thick skin. Um and just like not letting people not letting people push you around. I think that was when like it kind of like turned for me. It was like people realized that they couldn't say whatever they wanted to say to me or I would say something back or you know things like that like you just gotta gotta stand up for yourself especially especially if you're a female like that's 
it's hard. There's not, I mean, I'm the only one that stayed for an extended period of time. There's, we have some that come. Um, and we had one girl that for a really long time and she moved to Florida with her girlfriend. And I was like, no, donate. Why? Like she was my homie. And I was like, why are you leaving? Um, cause you don't see very many females come through a lot, but, um, but yeah, so just have a thick skin and know that like, if 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 somebody really is like malicious to you then just leave yeah. like a, a lot of times people say things in a harsh way and like vocabulary is really harsh and there's a lot of curse words and things like that but like now my friends and I do it in like a point of joking like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's it's that's just how we are but it's it's it can be rough but it can also be a lot of fun so I definitely think that's really good advice. Your advice is like, there's still hope. My advice is like, don't go to culinary school if you think you're going to run a restaurant in five years. That's like the oh, furthest. Uh, like people ask me if I want to run my own restaurant. I was like, I don't think I do. Like if they asked me later in my life, if I wanted to like buy into the restaurant I work at now, like maybe, but running your own thing, you got to deal with people mm-hmm. and like, like you got to be a social media manager for everything on top of that. Cause like people write reviews about whatever and say that they got food poisoning from your restaurant, even though they may not have or whatever. Like you literally just don't, I mean, it's just one of those industries that people like to hate on a lot. And so yes. if you can't handle that, then it's going to be really hard. Yeah. I could not agree more. And final fun advice. This is more of a, a chef one is if you're going to a restaurant on a Sunday and they have a seafood special, my friends, that is the seafood that did not sell on the weekend. (laughs) Push the fish. It's about to turn. (laughs) Push the fish. It's about to turn. I definitely think that is the best way to end this podcast. I was literally saying that to Jason because at the place near our house, it's like a, it's a fun bar. And, um, they have like cheap lobster rolls on Sundays. I was like, yeah, baby, because they got to push the fish because it's going to turn. And he's like, what? (laughs) I was like, this is leftover fish from all weekend. They need to get rid of it. It's going to turn. And he's like, should I not eat it? I'm like, eat at your own risk. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to tell. Yeah. Like if people, um, for some reason, if you ever find out where I work and you, and you come there, but like you could pay attention. Like if we run something as a special on one side, you bet your money later on in the week, the same sauce or the same slaw is going to be on something else on the other side later on in the week. If it's, or if we ramp on one side and we don't run out of it the next day, guess where the shrimp goes? Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to thank you tattoos for coming back here today. Uh, Where can we find you? Where can we find your amazing work? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, uh, Tattooed Simmer, and Threads now on, on that. So, yeah. I like it. I actually like Threads. It's I like do. it's like fun Twitter. It's just, yeah. I know what, nobody knows how long this is going to last or how <laughs> long it's going to work. Uh, so they're just like enjoying it for the moment. Hey, I'm just like, I'm almost up to like 700 followers on Twi- or Threads. And I was like, how? I- yeah post like nothing of like original content but i'm like okay yeah i'll take it it's, it's fun we'll see where it goes we'll see where it goes right well tattoo zimmer thank you so much for coming back here today if i hope if you listen to this 
Uh, you learn a little bit more what it's like to be in the food industry. I wish someone would have sat me down and like really explained to me like what the food industry was like before like me going off to culinary school because I thought like, oh, I was going to culinary school. Like I was going to get instant respect. Actually, if anybody, you get the least amount of respect saying you've gone to culinary school because they're like, oh, they're one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I at the end, I was just like, hi, I'm just here. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you know, co- cooking is fun um, to an extent, but it is the people you work with that make your experience the best. It is not the food and it is yeah. definitely not management. I've, I don't so. think I've ever worked for good management in a restaurant. I don't think so. there's always one dickhead boss or dickhead manager, like always. Yeah. And definitely customers. Oh, they're like, oh, I, I I found this like really long blonde hair in my food. And like, it's fucking clearly yours because you have the fucking Khaleesi of hair and everyone in the yeah. back is a fucking male that has a yeah. beard guard on. Like, it's not. And I'd be like, oh, take a look. And we just remake it. We wouldn't. We would literally just bring it back. Like, oh, it's remade. Yeah. Or, Yep. Or, yeah, 100%. Or I'd be like, man, this person just wants to get fucking spit in their water. Like, Jesus Christ. Or, uh, okay, oh, final thing. For initiation from a lot of restaurants I work in, did you ever give anybody vinegar water instead of normal water? Were you cruel? No, our favorite thing to do is we have, like, a, a permanent hot water thing for tea. Okay, yeah. But tell people to empty the hot tea machine, the water from the tea machine. So yep. we'll take and go like pour like pitchers and pitchers of hot tea out of this tea machine, and it never stops. It's always boiling hot. So they just like well, we just like to see how long they stand there pour water for no reason. Oh my they, god! How long is this going to be hot? How big is this tank? We're like it's endless, homie. Keep yeah. pouring. For us, it was vinegar water. Anybody knew, it'd be like, "Oh man, like I just need a water," and then like you would, it it would literally just be like water with vinegar. It'd be <laughs> vinegar water. That is a huge thing for us. Was like vinegar water. Well, anyways, tattoos are an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming here and sharing your knowledge of what it's like to work in the food industry. I yeah. hope you stay in if you want to stay in, or you can join me on the other side. Which I mean, it's, the place I work for is just as toxic. <laughs> I would I would equivalent it to like food without food. I like the fire industry. That's a true fucking cult because it's very niche of like fire prevention. Uh-huh. Holy fuck! It's like a I'm like the black sheep because I don't care enough to care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it's something else. But anyways, Tattooed Summer, thank you so much for coming back here today. Please go check out Tattooed Summer and all the amazing work you do and have a great rest of your day bye bye